It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers Web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al and Brian. Niners Web Zone, No Huddle Podcast, part of the Odyssey Network. I'm El Sacco with you, and it is Eagles Week. And I know 49ers fans have had this game circled for a while. And these are the fun shows to do. When a game is this big, it's awesome to talk about it. It's awesome to preview it. Brian will be on a little bit later, but I'm actually I'm pretty pumped to kick the show off with our guest today who covers the Eagles for 94 WIP and is the host of one of the very popular Go Birds podcasts for Odyssey. He is Elliot Shore Parks. Elliot, thanks for being here. What's going on, man? Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Excited to talk about this game that feels like we went, we've been waiting like a full year for. So excited to talk. It's about a huge. It. I mean, it's it's got a huge feel to it, right? I mean, yeah. it's got that playoff vibe, and I, probably more for Niners fans than you guys. <laughs> but I don't Niners know about that. I don't know about that. I think your players have done a very good job of amping up uh, the fans and the players for this game. Um, the Eagles played the Chiefs a few weeks ago, and I think in that game you could adequately say. The Eagles were more pumped for that game than the Chiefs. It was a revenge game for them, all those things. And I think it's easy to look at this game and say that same thing because the Eagles were the ones that demolished the Niners in the championship game last year. But I think that now because the Niners and everything they've said about cheapening the victory and all that, I think the Eagles come into this game and the fans just as motivated. So this is one of the biggest regular season games in a long time, I think, for the Eagles. Yeah, and I wanted to start off by asking you because I saw a stat you put out there. Eagles now in their last four games, they've trailed at halftime. Yep. They've had fewer yards than their opponents. They've turned it over five times. Mm -hmm. Despite that, they keep winning. So as a casual fan, I'm I'm looking at it like this. And I actually saw a stat today. If they win this week, they're going to be the second team in NFL history to win at least 11 of their first 12 regular season games, joining the 72-73 Dolphins. So yeah. I'm looking at the Eagles again casually. I don't, you know, pay attention to them like like I do the 49ers, obviously. But I'm thinking there's there's one or two things going on here. Either they're so good, they're so talented that eventually teams will keep up, keep up, and then you just can't after 60 mm-hmm. minutes. And I kind of feel the Niners, a few other teams are in that same boat. Or maybe they're just playing with fire a little bit right now and they, they're kind of due to lose. As, as you've been covering this team week in and week out, how do you see it with them over the last month or so? Yeah, it's an interesting question because on one hand, I think you look at the Eagles and they are without question the best team in the NFL. Uh, I think how they're built has them there. I think their record has them there. Uh, They have the MVP leader at quarterback. So I think sometimes when you look at certain teams that are winning close games or always coming back from behind, you go, is this sustainable, right? And Mm -hmm. I think it's fair to to ask that with the Eagles as well because you don't want to fall behind. You don't want to be constantly outgained in yards. But I think the difference with the Eagles is They have now won, I think Jalen's lost two regular season games over the last two years. Uh, They're 17 and three in their last 20 home games. They're winning an absurd amount of the high high percentage of their game. So, well, on one hand, yes, I think it's fair to look and say those things. I also think they have earned the benefit of the doubt where if they're going to fall behind, maybe not play great in the first half, they just simply, to your point, have the talent and the quarterback and the coaching staff to outlast any team. Now, I also think it's worth noting that of those four games, It was the Cowboys, Chiefs, and Bills were three of those games. And I know the Bills record isn't great, but I think most people would agree those are, you know, the Cowboys and the Chiefs, probably two of the top five teams in the league. And wherever you Mm -hmm. want to put the Bills, they're probably still top 10. So part of it is I think the competition has been really tough as well. Yeah, it's been a brutal run for them. And I thought for sure they'd get a loss somewhere in here. I hope it's this week, but they've surprised me so (laughs) far. I thought 
And I, I thought the Bills game too, I thought it was a perfect spot for the Bills because you just yeah. come off that emotional win against Kansas City and the Niners are lurking. And I thought the Bills were getting in there just at the right time. And when they were up on 10 against them, I said, okay, kind of felt like this was going to be a letdown game for the Eagles and, and, and they still came back. So, so all credit to them with that. And it's amazing with Nick Sirianni. So he's 33 and 12 mm-hmm. as, as the head coach. He's won 24 of his last 28 regular season games. Yeah. Why do you think he's been such a good fit for this team? Well, it's crazy. So I remember covering this team Sirianni's rookie year. They were two and five. They had just lost to the Raiders in Las Vegas. And I'm flying on the plane back thinking like this thing is going to explode. Like the, 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 the season could really turn poorly here. Howie, I think was on the hot seat. Nick was on the hot seat to a certain extent. People didn't believe in Jalen yet. And to go from that to where they are now is one of the more remarkable things I've seen. I mean, I think if they win the Super Bowl last year, which granted is a big if they lost that game, all those things. But if they win that Super Bowl, you're probably talking about was one of the best stretches of any team has ever had in the history of the NFL, like just in terms of winning percentages. And then obviously if they had that Super Bowl. Um, now, why do I think Nick Sirianni is a successful head coach? I think there's a couple of things. One, I do believe his X's and O's are underrated. I think when you talk about Sirianni, people look at the sideline antics, his personality, and I think he's great at setting a culture there. I think his uh, commitment to to uh, situational football really helps him. I think his commitment to teaching the basics at practice every day really helps them. His commitment to making sure, you know, they're protecting the football, which at times hasn't been great this year, but he is very committed to always preaching those things in practice. I think that is, that is a big part of it. But I also think sometimes when we talk about Jalen Hurts, Sirianni doesn't get the proper credit. I mean, Jalen deserves all the credit in the world for this work ethic and what he did. But when Sirianni got here, Jalen Hurts was the backup quarterback and Jalen Hurts was someone that was running wildcat plays the year before. He has helped through, I believe, like building the offense, coaching him, all those things, helped turn him into one of the best, if not the best quarterbacks in the NFL. So I think overall Sirianni has a personality where he loves football. He loves coaching football. He loves teaching football, watching football. Like I think if he wasn't a head coach, he would be a high school coach or someone that calls into a radio station to talk about sports. Like he loves football that much. But I also think his X's and O's get underrated. He's a really smart football guy as well. And you mentioned Hertz, and I probably shouldn't say this on a 49ers podcast, but I am a fan of Hertz. I just, I like the way he carries himself. I like yeah. that he's kind of had to work to get to this point. I don't feel like things were necessarily handed to him. You know, he lost the starting job in college. I don't think people really believed in him coming in, coming into the NFL. And yeah. he scares me, I mean, mostly because of his legs, but he's still got A.J. Brown to throw to and, and Devontae Smith. And he's really been good when trailing this year. I think he's got 10 touchdowns and no picks. He's been fantastic. Yeah, I think he's uh he's 14 and 0 or 10 and 0 in the last uh 10 or 14 games where he's trailed by 10 points. So he is somebody that when you get a big lead on him, it really doesn't matter. Uh he's extremely clutch. Uh overtime. Uh, he, they've won one overtime game this year. Actually, I think it might be two over, yeah, two overtime games this year. Um, mm-hmm. and yeah, to your point, like they trail and it doesn't matter when, when he's at his best, a lot of times is when they need him to be at his best. And I like to this last game after Elliot made that amazing kick, they panned to hurt. Yeah. He was just pissed off. You know, he was just yeah. angry because he, he didn't feel like he played really well. And I, I don't know. I like that in my quarterback, but the two games that he's played against the Niners, he has struggled at least throwing the ball. And I know one game was a couple years ago before he was really, really hurts. And then he had the yep. championship game. He's only thrown for 311 yards. He has not thrown a touchdown pass in those two games. He has run for 121 yards and a couple scores. 
how do you see him? Is he a bad are the 40 is the 49ers defense a bad matchup for him? Do you just think he's had a couple off games throwing the ball? How do you see this game playing um, out first this week? I, I wouldn't take too much from those two games. The first game, as you mentioned, I think was the second year of Sirianni and Hertz first year together. Uh, you know, he didn't he was not the player then that he is now. Like he is a far, far improved passer. Um, and you know, the game last year in the championship game, the Eagles were up so much. And you guys had basically no shot to score. So there was no real reason to throw the ball. So they ran the ball quite a bit in that game. Um, I think that – I don't think the Niners are a bad matchup for uh, for the Eagles. The Eagles have a very good offensive line. So I think Jalen will have time in the pocket. If he doesn't, Jalen's very good at evading pressure. Uh, and as you mentioned with A.J. and Devontae, I think they can throw the ball in any team in the league. I know the Niners secondary has been very good this year. But Jalen – like the Jalen that you guys saw in 2021 and to a degree that you saw last year – he is a completely different player. Like if he has time in the pocket, he will completely pick apart the 49ers. There's no no question in my mind about it. I guess if I have to look at this, if you ask me where I where I was worried, Hurts worries me because because of his legs more than anything else. Because mm-hmm. I've seen the Niners have issues with quarterbacks who can run, but Philly worries me in the trenches. That's yeah. that's where if you ask me where I'm where, where where are you worried about this this game? I'm worried in the trenches if the Niners can win there. And they've been the Eagles' defensive line, especially, has been so good. And other than Trent Williams, especially in the interior against Jalen Carter and guys like that, it's it's, it's a, it is a, it is a little bit worrisome. But I do feel like the Niners can can throw on this team. So I think okay, mm-hmm. if, if Purdy gets time, I, th- I think that he's definitely going to be able to throw on the Eagles. When you look at the Niners' offense, I gave you what kind of worries me about the Eagles. Is yeah. There, what about the Niners' offense would would worry you looking at it from the other side? Um, I think the biggest worry against the Niners offense. So to your point, I will say though, like I do think the Eagles have a massive advantage with the Eagles defensive line versus the Niners offensive line. So it'll be interesting to see how they can get Purdy time and how they kind of handle that. Cause I do believe the interior Jalen Carter, uh, Fletcher Cox, I mean, even Jordan Davis has been good rushing the passer this year. And I think right tackle is a major problem for you guys. So I do believe that the Eagles will get pressure, but in a world where they don't and Purdy is able to sit back there. I think the biggest concern would be how you guys work the middle of the field. The Eagles middle of the field defense has been a problem this year. They're missing Zach Cunningham, who's their best coverage linebacker. There's rumors they could sign Shaq Leonard, but it doesn't sound like that's going to happen before game time. So my concern would be if Brock Purdy does have time back there, you, I mean, I don't have to tell you, but Debo over the middle crossing routes, Mm -hmm. like Christian McCaffrey over the middle, I could see the Niners kind of dinking and dunking. Another worry I would have is, James Bradbury, who I think ha- has had a better year than he's given credit for and was one of the best corners in the league last year, despite what Debo wants to say. He was one of the better corners in the the uh, NFL last year. Like Brandon Ayuk down the sideline, Bradbury struggles with down the sideline speed. So that would be another concern I would have. But all that's predicated on Purdy having time as well because if, if he doesn't have time to let those long plays develop, then I really think it the worry would be dinking, dunking over the middle. And I think a big part on the other side of the ball in the trenches is, is, is Lane Johnson going to be there. What, what are yeah. you hearing on his injury and if he's going to play this week? So he was limited today, which I they did have a walkthrough, so it's an estimation. But he was listed as limited. I think that's a very good sign. Um, I would expect I was expecting maybe to be just not a participant and he would not practice all week and then he would play anyway. My guess is he's going to play. Um, I think he was probably pretty close to playing last week. And I, I think he will be out on the field. He is someone that when he has played injured, I mean, last year in the playoffs when the, the Eagles beat you guys, he was he was injured and he still had a pretty good game. So I think if he's out there, you can count on seeing the full Lane Johnson. Like I think that that he'll be a, he, he will play at a high level. And I think that he probably will be out there. 
is he going to false start every play? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> oh man. I mean, um, <laughs> look, he hasn't let up a sack in like two years. So whatever you're yeah. doing is, uh, is working. Yeah. All the tackles do that now. They get, they get that quick. Yes. Job. All right. So there's a feeling with, with the Niners this year, maybe next year, it's sort of a small window. They have maybe a couple years, at least with this core. If Purdy is the answer, yeah. you can extend that. But with Kittle, Trent Williams, maybe Debo and Ayuk, if they have to choose, it's really two, two years. So it's, there's a lot of pressure to get it done now. Mm-hmm. What's the feeling in Philly? Is there pressure on this team to win the Super Bowl this year? Or is it a thought that, you know what, we have Hurts, we have, you know, the Browns and, and Devontae Smith, the offense is going to be around for a while. We have tons of defensive linemen. Every secondary is getting older. But yeah. is it a feeling that this is going to be a five-year window or so, or is there pressure to get it done now? Well, it's Philadelphia, so there's always going to be pressure, right? I mean, fans still have the taste yeah. of that Super Bowl loss in their mouth from last year. And I think that when you look at it, I mean – the Eagles are the best team in the league. So it, there's always going to be a feeling of if you don't end with the title, that it's a disappointment, right? I, I think that to your point, their window is wide open. They have one of the top two quarterbacks in the league. I believe they have one of the best head coaches in the league. They have maybe the best general manager. So I think this window is going to be open for a long time unless Jalen, you know, knock on wood, sustained some type of injury that would cost him a year or, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think there's pressure naturally just because they are so good and people want to see that. But I think the Eagles are in a good spot because you could argue that while also having the best team in the league, they might also have one of the brightest futures in terms of draft capital, the age of their players, their defensive line. Um, so, yeah, I think it's a it's a good mixture of both right now. But trust me, fans really want to see them win. Yeah, I think you mentioned Roseman. Just some of the moves that he makes. The A.J. Brown trade I thought was transcendent for this team, what he does in the offense and yeah. what he gives for Hurts. He's just, he's just had a phenomenal year. What about that receiver group with him and Smith? I know, are, are they missing Goddard? Or do they have enough with Smith and, and Brown that, that they can um, buy right now? I, th- I think they have enough. And I think what really benefits them with, with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith is they have two guys that can line up on the outside, play, you know, and get open versus press man coverage. To me, that's what makes a great receiver in the NFL. If you have someone that you can put on the outside and say, you know what, I don't care if it's Jalen Ramsey over there or Sauce Gardner, I trust you'll be able to get open. And I do think that's one issue actually the Niners have with their weapons in terms of how they have to scheme them open. I think Debo is is more of a gadget player than, than like a true number one receiver. But in terms of uh, the Eagles receivers, yeah, I don't think Goddard will play. And that is a loss for them. Like he does help over the middle. Their backup tight ends are not very good, but AJ and Devonte have the ability to get open against anybody. So I think they'll still feel confident. They can throw the ball. Do you see him attacking through the air? Or do you think they're going to try to run on the Niners? The Eagles are a pass first team. Like the, from the owner down, they believe in throwing the ball. They believe that's how you win. I actually think, it's surprising to me, and I'll be curious if you're concerned about this, that the Niners, I believe, are dead last in the league in pass attempts. Like when you look at how teams win, I, th- I think an ability to throw the ball is big, but I, I think they're going to come out and throw. I, I, yeah, I just, that's where they invest their money. It's what they believe in. Even last week after they missed Lane, they came out and threw against the Bills. So I, I do think they're going to try to throw the ball. You mean the not, the not in terms of Purdy throwing the ball? They don't throw a lot? The pass well, I thought I saw today the Niners were dead last in the league in pass attempts. They're, they're, I know they're down at the bottom. A lot of that has to do with they, they're up most of the time. They haven't had a okay. lot of games where they've had to. And I think the concern with Purdy is in the games where they have been behind. He's, he's made some mistakes. Mm-hmm. But I'd love okay. to see them in a game where he's down, I don't know, maybe down 10 points going into the fourth quarter and can come back. If you ever did well, that in a game like this, I, I mean, it, it would be phenomenal. It's funny, but... it's funny you bring that up. I have another question for you, if you don't mind. Um, I no, saw absolutely. a stat that Kyle Shanahan is something like 0 and 38 when he has an eight point lead in the fourth or sorry, when he, when he's trailing by eight in the fourth quarter, 
you know, I, I agree with you. If Purdy could lead a 10 point comeback in the fourth quarter against the Eagles, that would be for you guys a massive win and you would believe in it more. Yeah. But curious why you think Shanahan has been such a loser in those spots. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. You look at some of the, the guys he's had at quarterback, maybe that has something to do with it. It's almost mm-hmm. like in a situation like that, it says it's eight points, but what did that mean? What what was the context of the game? Was it, you right. know, just I mean, 38 like times though. Yeah, no, there's something yeah. there. There is something yeah. there, but it's it's interesting you bring it up because it's it's we brought right up to Brian Baldinger recently too, and he was like, mm-hmm. really? He didn't even realize it. Yeah, um, it's a crazy so it's stat. something. It is a crazy stat. Yeah, it's something eventually I'll I'll have to take a look at. But I am a Purdy guy. I do believe in him. You know, he's mm-hmm. only a second year quarterback. I think he's he's done a tremendous job. He's had some hiccups, but this is going to be. I don't want to say a test for him because I don't really feel like he needs to prove himself every week like some people do. Yeah. But it's a huge game in any quarterback in a huge game. You want to see how they're, how they're going to do and well, how they're say, going to respond. And I would say too, that so with Jalen here in Philadelphia, there was a lot of talk of, well, he's a product of the system. He's a product of the head coach. He's a product of the players around him. And maybe he himself is not that special. In my experience, a team is always as good as their quarterback, like point blank yeah. period. Like that you can have great receivers, great coaches, whatever. If your quarterback's not great, you're not going to be a great team. So I think Purdy, you know, to your point, he's only started a year and a half. I'm not ready to say he's like one of the top five quarterbacks. But one area where I I maybe am with you on the Niners is like Purdy deserves time to 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 continue to be the guy. And I think a lot of questions about him are unfair. Like I think a lot of the questions people hate here in Philadelphia about Jalen also apply to Brock Purdy. And I think the Niners, like if you can, if this can be your guy, and he has been so far, that's massive for the franchise. And I think not that you're doing this, but to maybe any Niners fans that do, my advice would be like, don't discredit him because of what's around him. Because an NFL team, like the the quarterback's the engine. I don't care how great the exterior of the car right. is. You can, you know, whatever. Purdy's the one that makes that team go. So I, uh, I, 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 I have turned around my opinion on Purdy for sure. And I think any quarterback is a system quarterback to an extent. I mean, Joe Montana yeah, wasn't sure. running the run and shoot. Yep. You know, he he was a West Coast guy. And, and Hurt shouldn't apologize for having A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, just like Purdy shouldn't apologize yeah. for having All the great quarterbacks. Look, Josh Allen has Absolutely. great receivers. Joe Burrow has great receivers. People point to Patrick Absolutely. Mahomes, but he has Andy Reid and Travis Kelsey. So, like, that's a yeah, massive advantage the greatest as well. Tight end yeah. of all time, exactly. Yeah, one of the best yeah. play callers. So yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think we have a tendency to take the temperature of things too much. Like you have to mm-hmm. let things play out, and that maybe over a couple of years sometimes. But yeah, all right. Like, before well, we let the you NFL go, NFL feels feels like it not for long, right? Feels like you need those results instantly. So exactly. it can be tough. Yeah, especially and fun, with guys fun. like us, guys like us doing shows, <laughs> we need something to talk exactly. about. Exactly. Right? So all right. Before we let you go, what's your prediction for how this game is going to play out? So I think the Eagles will win the game. Um, I think it's a tough spot for the Eagles. They're coming off of two straight games, uh, really close rain games, you know, cold. Like I, I'd imagine they're they're pretty worn down at this point. Um, but I just think the Niners messed up by making this a big game. Like had the Niners maybe kept their mouth shut and not said anything this offseason, you could picture well where they come in and win. But I think the Eagles are going to be just as motivated as the Niners. And I also think that well, it's fun to talk about the receivers, the all the like football's decided in the trenches. And the Eagles have a better offensive line, they have a better quarterback, they have a better head coach, and the defensive line is close enough. And I would probably give the I would give the edge to the Eagles, but the Niners defensive line is great as well. So of the four spots that really decide games, I think the Eagles have the advantage. And I think they have the advantage on both sides when you talk about offense versus defensive line. So I, I think the Eagles win this game. Um, I think it could be something like 30 to 23. Probably a little close early on, but I would be pretty surprised if the Niners leave Philadelphia with a win. Elliot, appreciate the time. Yep, no problem. Talk to you soon, man. Thank you. Bye. 
All right, thanks to Elliot for the time. And we are bringing in another familiar voice. You know him because he's close to the show. <laughs> Brian, Brian Reddick. Brian, what's up, man? I have picked up the kids from school. They are home. And now I am here to uh, counter everything that Elliot just said in his prediction <laughs> for this game. <laughs> he, was, he is very confident in the Eagles. And you know what? I guess if you're covering the Eagles and you watch this team and you watch them keep getting Ws, that you know, I can't, I can't blame them. Um, they do a good job yeah. with Go Birds. It's an incredibly popular podcast on Odyssey. Um, I know because we see the numbers and they do really, really well. Yeah, um, they do. So, but you know, they're, they're, they're definitely Eagles guys. But Brian, this game is just, I mean, it's fucking huge. I, I mean, there's massive. no other way. To, it's massive. <laughs> there's really no other way to put it. And it's, it's fun. To, it's fun to talk about it. It's, it's fun that it's here. And I said, when I opened the show, Niners fans have probably had this game circled forever and I know I have sure. and yeah. it's a game that we knew was going to be big but it also has massive implications because if the Niners can win here they get the Eagles who who despite Elliot was very confident like I said he does every right to be but the mm -hmm. Eagles are a little beat up the Eagles have been through a stretch man if the Eagles yeah. lose to the Niners and you know Dallas is coming to play the next week the Niners can put themselves in a situation where maybe maybe they can get themselves into into the the buy, so yeah, that it's a huge game for that. It's a huge game for a lot of reasons. It, it, it's going to be fun. Um, we'll we'll take a look at a lot of different things. I feel I don't know how you feel. I feel good. I feel pretty confident yeah. with the Niners going in going in here. Yeah, I I definitely feel confident, and the reason I feel confident is because the Four Niners are going in healthy. Um, there really isn't anyone that they are missing that would be would make the difference between a win and a loss against this Philadelphia Eagles team. Uh, and really, I'm thinking more on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, the biggest advantage that the 49ers have going into this game is on the defensive side of the ball. The 49ers are number one in DVOA on offense and the Eagles are number six uh, or sorry, number seven. But the but the 49ers are number six in DVOA on defense and the Eagles are number 17. Um, the 49ers defense has performed significantly better than the Eagles defense. Uh, this Eagles defense is nothing like it was last season. And even when you look at the sack numbers, their sack numbers are down. Um, you know, they, I mean, this is a, this is an Eagles team that uh, just allowed 505 yards to the bills and, and are, are, are the bills and Josh Allen a, a good offense? Absolutely. Um, are they as balanced of an offense as the 49ers are? They are not. Um, they gave up 173 yards on the ground to the Bills, who are not a good running team. Um, in fact, I believe that is the most yards the Bills have gained on the ground uh, all season. Um, now, granted, the 49ers don't have a running um, a running threat at quarterback like the like the Bills do. Um, but yeah, the Bills. Oh, I'm sorry, the Bills had a 196 yard game against the Jaguars. Um, so it's not the most; it's the second most that they've that they've racked up. Um, and I just, I don't think that this Eagles offense has played a defense, the caliber of the 49ers. They have played the, the Cowboys, uh, and they, they, they won that game 28 to 23, but the 49ers have also played the Cowboys and they won that game 42 to 10. So, mm -hmm. uh, again, you know, when you look at, when you look at common opponents, uh, the Eagles are three and zero against the Vikings, Rams, and Cowboys. The 49ers are two and one. They had lost that game to the Vikings. 
Um, those are the only common opponents they've had so far. Um, but it, it just, I don't know. I, I haven't, the thing I'm most impressed with, with this Eagles team is just their football character in terms of mm -hmm. they never get too high. They never get too low. You know, they, they are lights out in the second half, especially when they're trailing. Jalen hurts is incredible in the second half when trailing it's like he turns into a completely different quarterback. Uh, I'm not sure what that's about. And, and that's impressive. And, and I, I won't take that away from them. And, and to win close games like they have against quality opponents is also impressive. You know, to pull out a victory at Kansas City 21 to 17, uh, to pull out that victory against the Bills in the rain, you know, on on what amounted to a, a, a last second 59 yard field goal. I have no idea how Jake Elliott made that kick. It's an amazing, uh, amazing it's something that the 49ers haven't done this season. And, and, and we, we had Jason Aponte on uh, earlier this week. And, and one of the things he talked about was wanting to see from the 49ers, what we already have seen from the Eagles, which is get in a gritty game, get in a, you know, a, a slug fest and come out the other side with a win. They haven't done that yet. Every slug fest that they've been in so far, they've lost. And I don't necessarily think that that is, that is indicative of them not being able to win those games. I just think that they haven't and the Eagles have, and there's, there's something to be said about that. But, mm -hmm. you know, I think, I think the reality is, you know, if we look at these teams, like we look at, like we look at prospects, right. You know, and, and, and we've talked a lot on this show about prospects, right. Cause we had the Trey Lance situation, but, um, sure. If you look at these two teams, the 49ers have a significantly higher ceiling than the Eagles do, but the Eagles have a higher floor. Uh, if things go wrong for the Eagles, they are better prepared to switch gears than the 49ers are. And so if you take the 49ers out of their game, it is harder for them to pull out a victory than it is for the Eagles if you take the Eagles out of their game, right? If And, and right now, the Eagles game is, is that running game. They want to... They want to take the air out of the ball. They want to suffocate the clock and they want to give you as, as, as few possessions as you can possibly have. But if you can stop the run, Jalen hurts has already proven that he can beat you through the air. Has he had a good season this year through the air? Absolutely not. And in fact, the one game that they've lost this year came against Robert Sala and the New York jets who play a very similar style of defense to the 49ers and Jalen hurts only. And that offense only put up 14 points. And uh, he had three interceptions and that was a game that sauce Gardner and DJ Reed weren't even in for the jets. They're two best cornerbacks. Yeah. So this is not an infallible Eagles team. And I'm not going to say that they have largely been lucky, but they've been in a lot of one score games and have come out on the other side. And that tends to find its way back to the middle, if you will, in, you know, in a regress to the mean, if you will, in the NFL. Will that happen this season? No idea, but um, right. I'm not, I'm not super intimidated by, by this Eagles team by any stretch. They are not as good as they were last year. You know, I think with Hertz, I just said this to Elliot. I shouldn't admit this on the Niners pod, but I, I am a fan of his. I, I like the way he plays. Sure. I like the way he carries himself. Yeah. I like that. He's, I love he's the way he carries an underdog, himself. you know, he's, and he's, you mentioned him coming back. He's got this season when they're trailing, he's got 10 total touchdowns, no picks, a rating mm -hmm. of 118 in four game winning drives. So he's been really yeah. impressive. 
And on offense, we were talking about how, how they're going to attack you. They primarily run through Hertz and Swift, the Eagles. So mm-hmm. out of their 349 rushing attempts, Hertz and Swift have 275 of them. So that's mm-hmm. going to be how they attack them on the ground. But Hertz is on a ridiculous streak right now where he has three straight years of 10 plus rushing touchdowns, which is the only yeah. quarterback to do that. And, and that's that's a big concern for me. He's 26 mm-hmm. and three since 2022. He's got 29 total TDs this year. I feel like if the game is close where I get worried, I'm worried in the trenches. That's definitely yep. a worry for me because I think that if Lane Johnson plays, that offensive line is really good. And I'm concerned about the non-Trent Williams offensive line for the 49ers. Mm-hmm. I'm also just worried about Hurts. So we've seen the Niners shut him down in the passing game before, but I just feel like if it's a close game and he starts to run around, that's where I get that's where I get concerned. So Fred Warner is going to be huge in this game. Drake, Drake yeah. Greenlaw is going to be huge in this game. Can they kind mm-hmm. of spy him and make sure he does he doesn't go crazy? Because we saw it against the Bills. Like he just runs, he made for that touchdown to win the game. Like it's third and nine, and it's a big spot in the game, and he's got you know, he runs for it. So that's the concern there with him. And the weapons they have, listen, AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are, are ridiculous. And they're just two two of the only two weapons you need, I guess, in the passing game. But mm-hmm. They don't have much beyond that. Yeah. Without Dallas Goddard, their tight ends are doing nothing. You know, they mm-hmm. don't really have another receiver. I don't think that really scares you. So yeah, like I said, or like you said, this team does not scare me. In the last four games, Brian, two, they have been through an absolute gauntlet. So most mm-hmm. teams can't stay out of Philly, just like the Niners. Most teams can't stay with the Niners for 60 minutes. We just saw Seattle kind of play with them for a while in the third quarter, and then they just couldn't. Eagles have shown they're better than coming from behind than the Niners are. Um, you look at their last four games, they were down 14 to three against Washington in the second, 24 to 17 in the fourth. They came back to win. Dallas had a couple of red zone trips at the end and they couldn't quite get, you know, score to get ahead. KC, which was a huge game for them, for uh, the Eagles, I should say. They were down 17 to seven at halftime. They come back to win 21 17. Now that was aided by a drop by Valdez Scanlon, but still, that's a gigantic win for the Eagles at Kansas City. And then Buffalo's in a perfect spot to beat them, coming off an emotional, with them coming off an emotional win and looking ahead to the Niners. They get up 24 to 14, and the Eagles still come back with an amazing kick. But these have been four emotionally draining games for them. At some point, Mm -hmm. it's got to take its toll. And I kind of feel like, regardless of what the Niners are doing, billboard material or whatever, it just kind of feels like this is a spot where it's going to take its toll. Agreed. And, you know, even if you look back at that NFC championship game and it's hard to think about that game and, you know, there are, you know, Eagles fans love to point out, you know, well, you keep crying and it's like, I mean, are you crowing about a game where you beat a team that literally couldn't complete a for or attempt a forward pass? Like it's not, you know, it, 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 and, and that game was 31 to seven. But you look at you look at how the Philadelphia offense performed. They ran the ball 44 times for 148 yards. And Jalen Hurts had 121 yards passing. They only they only gained 269 yards total in that game in their 31 points. And that was largely due to some really unfortunate turnovers uh, by mm-hmm. the 49ers offense, uh, especially to end the half. You know, but the 49ers only had 164 total yards, but, but again, they played without a quarterback for half the game. So the defense did what they needed to do against this Eagles offense, which is largely the same 
as it was last year. There's really no difference in 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 the offense except for DeAndre Swift over Miles Sanders, which is an upgrade. I will say that DeAndre Swift is having a good season, yeah. but um, yeah, the the Eagles' offense doesn't scare me against the 49ers defense. The the only only thing that scares me in this game is that uh, Eagles interior defensive line versus the 49ers interior offensive line. Uh, Jalen Carter has been incredible this year. And I don't know if Fletcher Cox is going to play. He left that Buffalo Bills game with an injury. No idea if he's going to play or not, but he didn't practice today. So, which is, yeah. And, and it's, and it's Wednesday. So, you know, that doesn't mean that he won't play, but you know, it, 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 he's probably going to be a game time decision, but that interior of the line. And so, you know, one thing that I thought was interesting, uh, Johnny Dells, who I follow on Twitter, and if you don't, it's Johnny Dells, J-O-N-N-Y-D-E-L-S-F-A, I believe. It's at Johnny Dells F-A. Does a lot of uh, a lot of film study of, of the 49ers. And one of the things that he talked about was <clears throat> with this Eagles defensive line, they are crazy athletic. And you saw that. You saw Jalen Carter run down. I don't even remember who it was. It might've been Josh Allen. It might've been one of their running backs, but they were running in, in that game last Sunday, they were running some kind of outside zone play. And Jalen Carter literally ran that, that play down and made a tackle at the, at the sideline for like a a one yard gain or no gain. They are Mm -hmm. incredibly athletic side to side, East to West. And so uh, his tweet said, he wouldn't be surprised if you see Kyle Shanahan start drawing up a lot of, uh, called duo and inside zone types of runs, right? Where instead of going east to west, their typical outside zone, things like that, you are going more up the middle um, so that you are, you're kind of taking it to them rather than letting them kind of scrape and trail behind and, 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 and run you down. So um, the interior of their defensive line scares me, but you know, the, the sack production isn't there for them this season. Like it was last season. They're nowhere near where they were. Um, and then their, their, their secondary is, is very suspect. Um, and so I, I also wouldn't be surprised if this is a game where Kyle Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan comes out and, and does throw it more than we anticipate or expect him to Kyle Shanahan is never going to abandon the run game. This entire operation is, is rooted in the run game. So it's in his DNA. It's not that he's going to abandon it, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see, a handful of plays to start the game where Purdy is, is, is attacking the secondary, because I think this Eagles team can be had through the air uh, at least this season. So it's, it's a really, I mean, it's a heavyweight fight. It is what it is. And, you know, both of these teams are relatively healthy. Um, The, the, I would say the, the main characters uh, for both teams are, are healthy and will be playing in this game. Lane Johnson will be back, so they'll have their their full offensive line. Uh, although their offensive line, I don't think, has been as dominant this year as it was last year. Um, and I just think that, again, if the Eagles are able to get the 49ers out of their game, which largely would be forcing turnovers and and getting a a, a I would say a two score lead early. Uh, then it, it it could be an issue. I just don't see that happening. I think this this 49ers defense is has been ready for this game for a long time. Uh, I think Kyle Shanahan has been ready for this game for a long time. And I think it's I think this team is out to prove 
yeah, we lost that game, but if we would have had Brock in there, we would have been the ones playing the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. And and it's it's just here's our best shot. And if the Eagles take it and win, kudos to them. Um, and it, it I, I do think this game is bigger for the 49ers than it is for the Eagles, uh, specifically psychologically. Yeah. Um, because the the likelihood is the 49ers are gonna have to go back to Philly uh, if they want to make it to the Super Bowl. Uh, they they kind of put themselves behind the eight ball with their, those three losses early. Uh, and I'm just, I'm not, I'm looking at the Eagles schedule and going, maybe they lose to the Cowboys, but I don't know. I, I don't see any other games on there where I could be like, yeah, that's probably, that could be a loss for them. So the likelihood that the 49ers uh, get the one seed is probably pretty low. They have to beat yeah. the Eagles if if that that's the first step. Uh, oh, it's but zero then, if they don't win this week. Yeah, right. Zero. There's a zero percent chance, but if they do win this week, they got to become Cowboys fans next week. But then mm-hmm. let's not forget, got to play the Ravens on Christmas Day. Granted, True. that's a home game, but that's still that's more difficult than any other game that Philly still has left on their schedule. So, I think the Niners are going to come out throwing as well. I think that's how they're going to attack them, and I'll throw out some stats that a few friend a few friends of ours put out. So Akash said Eagles defensive ranks when defending short passes over the middle of the field, 31 in EPA per play, 29 in success rate, 30th in explosive plays allowed, 23rd in yak allowed. That's Kyle's bread and butter, right? Yep. And then Jason Ponte, another one of our buddies, Darius Slay in 499 coverage snaps, 45 receptions allowed on 69 targets. He gives up a 65% completion rate, 511 yards. QBs have an 85 rating when targeting him. James Bradbury, 488 coverage snaps, 37 receptions and 69 targets, 436 yards, seven TDs and 100.9 rating with targeting him. So you can throw on these guys. Mm -hmm. You can throw over the middle. You can throw short. Like you said, what is that interior defensive line going to do? And even Colton McKibbitts, I want to see him hold up in a game like this. This is a big game for him as well. The worries for me, and I just mentioned this to Elliot, Jalen Hurts will always worry me. Quarterbacks like sure. him, yeah. Lamar will worry me when we're talking about the Ravens game. Always worry yeah. me that can beat you with no their doubt. legs too against the Niners. But the trenches, because as much as I think too, I think the Niners had a really good shot to beat them and very well may have if Purdy was healthy. The Niners still, and when you're playing good teams, you're not going to win every rep in the trenches when you have other right. good offensive and defensive lines. But the Cowboys in the playoffs last year, for three quarters, pushed them around a little bit. And the Eagles too, and the interior pushed them around a little bit. So I want to see those them hold up in the trenches. I'm less worried about the defensive line. Eagles have a great yeah. offensive line, but I think with Chase Young, they seem to be really feeling it right now. Mm-hmm. Hargrave Young. Armstead does have a foot injury, apparently. We'll have to keep an eye on that. Yeah. Make sure he's not, you know, again, it's only Wednesday. We'll see, but hopefully he play. It doesn't look like he's not going to play, but he does have an injury that right. he's dealing with. Right. But that Niners offensive line, that can change shit really quick. Mm-hmm. If, Mm-hmm. They get the Purdy, you force a turnover or something. So we've seen games, even when the Niners are playing really well, sometimes you're like the offensive line. Ugh. And sometimes they play really well. But remember watching the Jags and I'm like, wow, they're kicking their ass. But, well, oh, it's been a little bit leaky on that right side. I like Feliciano yeah. more than Burford. We'll see what happens there. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'm going to be watching, Brian, the trenches. If, if the Niners can't yeah. win there we might be in some trouble, but I feel like this is like, I have been saying since the off season, the Niners have had this game circled and I think they're going to come out guns blazing and, and they're going to be able to pull it out. 
Yeah, and uh, another another stat that I saw today: the Eagles are thirty second in DVOA guarding tight ends this season, and George Kittle is coming to town. And George Pretty Kittle is the one, most efficient tight end receiving tight end in the league this season. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, I I think I think this is I think this is going to be a George Kittle game. You know, I think um, I think both in desire right i i still think mm-hmm. about uh you know that that game where you know kittle was mic'd up and there's that clip you see where he's coming off the bench and you hear him say what am i gonna do roll over and die not once yeah. in my life right and i just feel like he, he's a he's a guy that that i think feeds off some of this emotion if you will and i think he's ready to come out and you know and and, and show this team what could have happened. Right. And, and that's the thing is really in the end, this, none of this matters, right? Even if they kick the shit out of the Eagles, it doesn't matter. They still lost the NFC championship to them. They did not go to the Super Bowl, And even if they kick the shit out of them on Sunday, they're still not the one seed, right? Like in terms of overall picture, nothing changes very much with a 49ers victory. It, It, to me, it's more for the fans than it is for the team. I think the team genuinely has said like, Hey, it's just another game. And, and I do think to a certain extent, they, they are going to play that way. Now, obviously there's a little bit underneath, right. And, and that's fine, but I just don't think that they're, they're going to be so hyped that, that it gets them out of their game, but agree. Psychologically speaking again, a 49ers victory says, Hey, we can come here and we can beat you so that if they do have to go there for the NFC championship game, they have that in their back pocket. It's very similar to uh, the 49ers and Cowboys in 1994, right? The Cowboys had just absolutely owned the 49ers. Yeah. They played in the regular season, the 49ers won, and then they beat them again in the NFC championship game and, and, you know, and, and made it to the Super Bowl that year, but it was just getting that, getting that monkey off their back, if you will, to say, Hey, you know, we can, you know, we can beat this team. It's very similar. Uh, you know, I know, uh, I'm going to catch some heat for this. Uh, I live in Sacramento. I am a Sacramento Kings fan. Uh, it is very similar to the way the Kings, the Kings beat the Warriors last night to advance in there, uh, in that NBA in season tournament. And that was a huge victory for the Kings. Cause it was the Warriors have owned them. Even as the Kings were good last year, they continue to lose to the Warriors. They lost to the Warriors, I think, mm-hmm. twice already this season. You know, the Warrior, they took them to game seven and lost that game seven, right? They needed something to say, look, this team, we can beat this team. Uh, and it's, I think it's the same for the 49ers. Not that they, not that the 49ers don't think that they can, but they just, I think they would rather prove it to the Eagles because again, if they win this game and then the NFC championship game does happen in Philadelphia, all the pressures on Philly. Because San Francisco can go right. in and like, look, we we beat you already on your field. Well, we have no problem doing. Yeah, that. here's where I think that this does have a '94 feel to it. But you mentioned the Cowboys, and you're right. The Niners had to get through. They had to get over the Cowboys hump then, because they mm-hmm. were the best team. Those were the two best teams, and it, it didn't matter back then. This year, it's not a team they need to get over. I I don't buy that the Eagles are like that because the Eagles beat them in the NFC Championship without without a quarterback. It's not right. like it was the Cowboys where they beat them two straight years and, oh, my God, we right. can't get past this right. team. Or like the Packers with Favre, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. 
the mm-hmm. the what they need to get over this year is just getting over the hump. That's it. Yeah. They need to prove that yeah. they can get to the next step and win a championship. Because when you, mm-hmm. you have, I was talking about it one of the shows last week. When you look at the Niners teams of the 80s and the 90s, just legendary teams, there weren't that many Hall of Famers on it. Like, there were true Niners. Like, Deion Sanders was there for a year. But, like, it was like Montana, Rice, and Lott, Charles Haley. You know, there weren't, like, eight Hall of Famers on the team. There were a few. You look at this team, there may be more Hall of Famers on this team than there were on those 80s teams when it's all said and done. It's really possible Williams, Kittle, Warner, McCaffrey, um, there was Bosa. It's really possible, possibly, they have to keep it up, but you may have five Hall of Famers on this team. But what does it matter if they can't get over the hump? So that's my thing with them this year. Is this, does it, if they win the Super Bowl, does it matter if they lose this game? Absolutely not. But this is one of those games where I feel like, okay, if you're a legendary team, if you're going to go down in history as one of the great Niners teams, as, you know, ring of honor type people mentioned in the same breath as a Montana and a Rice or whatever, you win this game and you win the Super Bowl. They have to get over that hump. They have to do that. And there's so many great players here that, you know, I know fans really want to see it. And we want to mention George Kittle in the same breath as, as a Roger Craig and a Jerry Rice and a John K. Taylor, those kind of people. Um, even a Brent Jones, who, you know, who won, a, who won a few titles. You know, you mentioned those guys as it's royalty. So I feel like the Niners, yeah, it's it's not the end of the world if they lose the game because they're still going to be in the playoffs and they have another chance. But I want to see them win this game. And then I want to see them go in the playoffs and get over the hump and get over another hump and then win the Super Bowl because they're too good. <laughs> and I don't want to look back on this team like you do the 2012, 2013 teams and be like, oh, shit, they just it was great, but they didn't get it done. And we're still waiting for 30 plus years now. So that's where I am with it. It's a huge game. And I want to see them come out and be a legendary team and win the game. Well, and, you know, the, I think a lot of people were surprised that the 49ers were favored in this game, right? They were, uh, I believe the line opened at uh, plus two and a half for the 49ers, which, you know, that's the, uh, it's the first time that a, te- a team that was 10 and one or better uh, hosting a, another team was, was an underdog. It's like the first time in decades, I believe. It's minus but you three also, now. is it minus three? So it's, yeah, so, last I saw it. So more money has come in on the 49ers, which is yeah, wild. The, yeah. Um, but the, I, I think that, I think if you, if you take a step back, right. And Eagles fans can't do this and that's okay. Uh, but if you take a step back and, and you just look at the performance of each team when healthy, right. This 49ers team has absolutely curb stomped every opponent that they've played when they were whole and when they were healthy, mm-hmm. they lost sure. three games. Those three games that they lost, they lost Debo in, in Cleveland. And then they were without Williams and Debo for the next two games. They came back after the bye, and it's just been domination after domination after domination. They dominated the Jaguars. They dominated the bucks mm-hmm. and they dominated the Seahawks. And they just have shown to be a better team when whole than the Eagles have, even if the Eagles are 10 and one. And I'm not taking anything away from this Eagles team. 10 and one is impressive regardless. Right. And I'm not saying that it's a fake 10 and one or anything like that, but you can't watch that Eagles team or film of that Eagles team and think it's as impressive as this 49ers team. It's just not, it's just not. And 
does that mean that that the 49ers are going to roll? Absolutely not. I do not expect that. But what I would expect, if if this is a blowout, I think it's far more likely that it's the 49ers blowing out the Eagles than it's the Eagles blowing out the 49ers. Just again, by the way these teams play and you know, by just the sheer fact that I don't, how is a team going to blow out the 49ers with that defense playing the way that it is now since they've come out from the bye uh, with that defensive line and everything? Uh, and that's really where I'm at is I, I think the 49ers are on, on offense are going to be just fine. I'm, I don't think it's going to be an easy game, an easy day for them. But I think it's really the defense that gives the 49ers the edge in this game. Uh, the Eagles defense is not nearly as good. And since adding Chase Young, this this defensive line, I mean, are the, is the Eagles offensive line good? Yes. But this 49ers defensive line, I heard Elliott give the Eagles the edge. I'm like, again, there's no there's no way. There's no way when you're talking about Bosa, Armstead, Hargrave and Young with Randy Gregory, also Cleveland Farrell. Also, Javon Kinlaw, right? Like, it's just wave after wave. The Eagles don't have that. They've got a decent starting four, but they don't have the wave like the 49ers do. And so the other thing I, I, I expect to see, again, to try and to try and slow down the run, uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see some more five-man fronts in this game from Wilkes with Javon Kinlaw coming in uh, or anybody, really. Kinlaw had been the one on those five-man fronts, whether it, it is him or not, because, I mean, he got – absolutely embarrassed in in philadelphia last year um and maybe he wants to come out and prove something i don't know but uh, i wouldn't be surprised to see that but i just i i don't i don't see i don't see this eagles team putting up a ton of points against this 49ers defense again just based on the performance from last year and this defense is arguably better um especially with the emergence of avery thomas on the outside and demo on the inside right uh and then with the addition of Hargrave and Young, you know, this this defense is better than the one that held the Eagles to 269 yards in, in that game. Now, again, they won that game 31 to seven, but uh, there was a lot that went into those 31 points. So uh, it's just I'm just excited. I've been I've been so amped for this game for so long. And then it you know, that Eagles game against the Bills ended and I've just been like just like what day is it like how mm-hmm. how much longer do i have to wait because this is this is the marquee game of the nfl season so far it's not the eagles and chiefs because the chiefs haven't been playing that great it wasn't even the 49ers and cowboys even though that was a fun one that one came too early this is two super bowl contending teams at the peak of their powers meeting with you know with some revenge on the uh on the minds of the 49ers and with i think for the for the eagles a little bit something to prove as well like yeah we beat you but we know that we beat you without your quarterback we want to show that we can beat you with your quarterback i think they're i think they're they're jonesing for this game as well you know they they want to they want to shut they want to shut the 49ers up and they want to shut the 49ers fans up just as much as the 49ers fans and 49ers want to do the same to them so i'll tell you what i want to happen then i'll tell you what i think is going to happen for my prediction what I want to happen is I want the Niners to be down like 24 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. And I want Brock Purdy to bring them back and win and just shut everybody the fuck up. That's what mm-hmm. I want to happen. And that it's like, oh, okay. He just brought the team back. 
in Philadelphia, what else do we have to complain? You know, there's nothing else to say mm-hmm. at that point. That's mm-hmm. what I want to happen. What I think is going to happen is I think the Niners are going to be up like 24 to 14 going into the fourth quarter. I think the Eagles are going to come back. And I think it, it's it's going to be this just the script that you would, you know, you think it was going to be. It's it's going to be the Eagles are going to have the ball on their own 40 with like, I don't know, 45 seconds left. And they're driving, and I think the Niners are going to hold out for a close win. That's the way I see it happening. It's not going to be easy. Everybody's going to be tearing their hair out. Eagles are going to make it really close at the end. But I think the Niners prevail here. I want the 49ers to kick the living shit out of the Eagles so that there's just no question whatsoever who the premier team, not only in the NFC, but the NFL is. Because whoever wins this game is coming out on top as the premier team in the NFL, regardless. Yeah, number one in the power uh, rankings. All yeah, that stuff probably, 100%. Yeah. And if 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 the 49ers, again, just kick the shit out of them like, and just leave no question, I think that is what I want, specifically because I think that bodes well for the future and for the playoffs. But I don't think that's going to happen. I do think there is a there's a slight chance that that could happen. I think there's a 0% chance that the Eagles kick the shit out of the 49ers. But I agree. I think it's going to be a close game. Um I don't know I don't know that I I I want to say that I think the 49ers can put up more than 24 points on this on this Eagles defense. Uh, again, I don't think this Eagles defense is is very good. They're middle of the pack. They're 17th in DVOA. They're that's the definition mm-hmm. of mid, right? So, um, I I think I think the 49ers will win this game, uh, just like you do. Uh, but I'm gonna go with a final score of 30 to 24 as the final. Sounds good, Brian. I cannot freaking wait, man. Can't oh, wait, man. It's gonna be so fun. Regardless, and even if even if it's even if it's a loss, I just expect this game to 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 live up to all of the hype. I have I have no doubt in my mind that it will. Just have that awesome feel to it, definitely. Yeah. All right, everybody. It's a playoff game. Feels like a playoff game. (laughs) Huge atmosphere. It's going to be great. Yeah. It's awesome. We're out of here. Later. Nine zero three. One zero three. Twenty Four Hundred Sports is an Odyssey company.